Hello, welcome to Reaction Shots for June. Special guest, Michael Huber. Oh my, he's a husband now. He's a husband yes. now. Once told, get, get unlikely to take a wife. Yeah. I don't have the cool wrestling chair that's padded in the seat. I, we offered. Nah, it's... You guys you deserve him. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want it. Anyway, actual special guest, Elise Willem. Oh, thanks yeah. for having me. From Fonhoos, am I saying that right? Fontnoon. <laughs> From Fontnoon. I am honored to be here. This is I'm a little, like man up style right here. That you're both honored <laughs> to be here. Um, yeah, but we're going to be here fast and loose, talking about Wes Anderson. I'm not going to put time codes in the thing. Sorry. <laughs> E3 week. Things are too crazy. Somebody yeah. time code that. Time code, time code that. He says yeah. no time codes. No time codes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. How you been, Elise? I'm well. You know, gearing yeah. up for E3. Gearing up for the summer. Yeah. What's the uh, most exciting thing you want to see at E3? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I never have anything that like I'm anticipating. I just want to have something surprise me. Nice. I uh, have a new Good IP answer. come out that surprise me. If Nintendo did announce a Captain Toad Treasure Tracker 2, <laughs> oh, um, yes. I would be all about that. Sorry, what about yeah. the Switch version with those Donkey Kong levels? It, Hype. That's, I mean, the first <laughs> one's the, one. the port's coming to Switch this month. I don't need aren't to they, tell you that. But aren't they uh, Mario Odyssey one? levels? Mario Odyssey levels with Donkey yeah, Kong. Odyssey. Sorry. Oh, oh, yeah, wait, yeah. is Donkey Kong in it? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I think, think I'm making Donkey it up. Donkey Kong is in Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. But, but you know what? I'm mixed up. I play it. I play it, though. Uh... And yeah, I I was playing a ton of Destiny two, yeah. like a lot of Destiny two, and then I I noticed that they're changing the like season pass structure and stuff. Yeah, I could get excited for something to do with that, but like I said, I I think I it's just new IP, something that like that's the most exciting part. Some kind yeah. of big surprise, <laughs> big old surprise. I like it. <laughs> um, oh. Sweet. Well, let's get into talking about movies and TV. Uh, Dude, I want to know what Elisa's been watching. Real yeah, we bad. start out with a segment. I know called, what you watch all the time. Ian. What, what have I liked recently? What have you liked recently? Elisa? <laughs> Who me? Yeah, or oh, unless you want Huber to go first. Take oh the yeah, edge you, off. you can go ahead. <sighs> yeah, I want to know what Huber. I know what you've been watching. Yeah. I can see your notes. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Uh, I got a big one that I really want to like spread awareness on. <laughs> Don't look at these notes. Upgrade. Oh <laughs> yeah, I want to see this. Don't let what happened to dread. Oh. Happened to upgrade. This Dread movie, is phenomenal. Dread is phenomenal. This is a very, very low budget movie from, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Lee Wanhall. Wan, Wan anyway, he's James Wan's partner in crime. He did oh. Saw, Insidious, um, and now Upgrade. So and is it horror? There's With a little bit of horror, but it's way more sci fi. Okay. It's like a sci fi action yeah. thriller. So it's like a revenge thriller where a Dude, Logan Marshall Green. Uh, he was recently in like no Spider-Man. That is. He was in Spider-Man: Homecoming. He was the the red herring shocker. Anyway, he was also in the OC. Oh, the guy that that Vulcan. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And he was in uh, the OC. Ryan Atwood's brother. Brother oh, drama. Of never, course. Never seen. I never it. saw it before my entire life. Nah. It's scoring well on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Because I feel like I I saw it was as I was pouring through new like releases. Yeah. My phone is going. Crazy. That's oh, that was that them was the telling you to see upgrade. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like <laughs> upgrade, yeah. upgrade, see upgrade, see upgrade. Super good. Uh, 
made on a shoestring budget, as in like two or three million dollars, and which is for Hollywood. <laughs> that's that's oh, yeah, yeah. you know get low out levels. Like get out was five mil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so super low budget. Those micro budget horror movies are so popular. Those Bloomhouse. Yeah, you know, it's Bloomhouse. Yeah. They you this know, one. Yeah, it's Bloomhouse too. They pioneered it. So it's like. <laughs> really, really good, really good special effects. Some really good gore. Corbin is spinning in his grave right now. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to spoil much, but just check it out. It's a revenge thriller, sci-fi, about a man getting a cybernetic upgrade. I was gonna say getting upgrade. Yeah. Do they use the song by Beyonce where she goes upgrade you, grade you? No. Does it have not. the? Uh, it has Elise- some cool like. Does it have the Elysium mech suit in it for the upgrade? There's no mechs. Uh, unfortunately. It's like an internal upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like a brain computer. There's, it's a revenge uh, movie, so he gets it's like injured and. A man who got laser hair removal. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm so smooth. So is your fear that just the movie that deserves to make money and be seen won't? Or are you afraid that this yeah. this director will not get to a bigger project because this might go unnoticed? Both, Elise. I'm glad you asked that. Because he is in like the <laughs> shadow of James Wan. Yeah. Who, you know, directed Saw. There directed can only be Insidious. one. <laughs> there can only be one Wan. Uh, James, to be fair, James Wan really blew up when he did uh, The Conjuring, which Lee was not involved with. But, you know, Bastard. So on Insidious. Uh, but yeah, I looked at the box office numbers and it, it's made its money back. Like, it cost two or three million to make and it's made like six or seven. But I go more. Yeah, <laughs> more. You sold me on it. I want to scoop it up into my eyes. It's is cool. He I mean, a- it, it's got some problems, kind of like a, some inconsistent act- acting here and there. Yeah. But. Is he involved with Aquan Man? Like James Wan. No, I don't think he is. So I feel like I'm the only person pumped for Aquaman. Dude, just, just because of James Wan. Just because of James yes. Wan. Yes. Heck with yeah. With uh, Mimosa. What's his name? Mimosa. Jason Mimosa. Yep. Bottomless Mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> Free Mimosa Tuesdays. Uh, there is one last thing. A TV show. Uh-oh. That I wanted to, to talk to Elise about. Because I don't know if she watches it. Well, It's called Unreal. No, but I've okay. heard so much about it. I've it's, seen that billboard. Oh, I so believe... Good. Uh, Jeff Ramsey Achievement Hunter was talking about that's a little name drop nice I work with him Achievement oh. Hunter hype oh, um, at, at but I believe he font? likes it a lot nice he's got good taste Fon Heen <laughs> guys are crazy Fon <laughs> uh, it's basically a sp- spoof on but a very serious drama not a comedy but but there is some comedy uh, about The Bachelor Bachelorette yeah. reality oh, okay. show because it's like the producers working behind the scenes, right? Yeah, it's got Constance Zimmer and uh, one other woman. I don't know her name, uh, but they're the two leads, and it's so great. Okay, they just wrapped season three, and I think season four is going to be the end. Oh, okay. So I like a, a show with an end. Yeah, when they plan it out, when it's ahead of time for sure. Yeah, like Gotham, oh, ten episode. Yep. Ah, putting the putting the the bat. Yeah. In Gotham. I was watching a show that I'm going to talk about in a minute, but I hope it has an end. Cool. We'll get to that. You want to go? Yeah. So Are you done? I'm done. That's it. I just watched the new season of Kimmy Schmidt, but uh, it's a fun light show. It has some of the just the the best like comedic reversals in the writing. Not not, not talking about plot, but just when they deliver a joke, a punchline, and... You know, you're trying to to undermine expectations, flip expectations. It has some of the best, most creative jokes I think in all of Dang. like comedy writing. 
Um, I watched The Chalet recently on Netflix, which is this, which you would like then, because yeah. it's a like ten episode limited mini series just about a, a group of friends that reconnect in the French countryside. You know, twenty years they were kids there, yeah. and something a horrible event happened when they were kids among Whoa. the among the adults. Whoa! And now they've reunited there. The adults are you know older as well. They're now uh, geriatric, so like. It's these two generations dealing with whatever this event happened was something uh, there's a collapse and then this bridge breaks. So they're all trapped there Whoa. and then shit starts going down. But Snowed like, in. dude, yeah, it, Edward Snowden, Edward Snowden. stars rad. in the yeah. chalet. <laughs> sounds but, so uh, yeah, that's kind of I think the only like really interesting thing I've watched lately. Um, you know, I watched the new season of Arrested Development. I haven't watched four or five. Five felt like a return to the f- first three seasons in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I I think it's it's all good. Uh, who am I to shit on these shows? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch Kimmy Schmidt when I heard that she gets like rescued from a cult or something. I didn't yeah. know so you've that was never the seen premise. it. No, it's like step one. I, yeah. I saw some billboards recently, and I'm like, yeah, I want to get into that. Like, I need a good eating show. Well, and casual. John, John you know? Hamm is the guy that abducted her, and oh, he's really? incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. He's like in it. Yeah, oh yeah, he's ongoing. Yeah, he's the guy that hit, dropped these women in a bunker for like <laughs> Dude, twenty years. Disturbing. And his, char- his character just escalates out of control, oh and he's wonderful. Um, it starts there and escalates out of control. Well, it starts out with like she just got out of the bunker. They right, they yeah, just yeah. got these women out, and now she has to assimilate to modern day right. life, and yeah. she still has you know the the inner. Uh, monologue and mentality of like a 13 year old because that's the age at which she was abducted Dude. but John Hamm is just this he refuses to accept responsibility he's basically like Douglas from the IT crowd too in a sure, lot of his yeah, weird right. um, but speak priest and you, you know you give it give it about like four episodes and then you'll say like Titus is one of the best characters on television oh wow. her roommate oh um, yeah that guy yeah yeah but uh, anyway that's yeah nothing exciting right now I'd say you is it 20 you? 20 minutes or an hour it's episode. 30, yeah, it's like, 20 yeah. to 30. Cool. In terms of movies, well, yeah, I, I mean, I have tickets to see Hereditary, nice. which I'm super pumped about. Oh but you don't goodness. watch the Spookums. I don't watch the Spookums. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, please. that one, that looks like the scariest movie this year. But it's That's bad. The Witch Guy? Because I watched The Witch. And you didn't really like it. I liked it fine. It was just, it had been hyped so hard yeah. that I was like, all right, it was good. You know? Yeah. This one looks way scarier than The Witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, took me like five years to work up courage to watch The Witch. <laughs> yeah, The Witch isn't too bad. See you in a decade, Hereditary. <laughs> I don't know. My, my problem is I love psychological horror, but mm-hmm. I hate jump scares. Yeah. So it's like, you know. It so, follows. Oh, man. Dude. Oh. S- psychological oh, no. horror, but with like two of the scariest <laughs> jump yeah, yeah. scares. Yeah. That's what I heard. I'm like, it apparently has like, yeah. Well, and, like, that one just, like, the, it was described to me, and I was, like, afraid yeah. to walk anywhere. I was, like, Ugh. It's messed up movie. So, would you rather watch, like, a Split? Yeah, uh, right. Shyamalan. I mean, I didn't like Split, but, Oh, okay, uh, well. Yeah. Ninth Gate. <laughs> Movie's bad, but I love it. So it's Stargate. Stargate. Stargate's the best gate. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, of for all the gates, sure. I think Star is Yeah, let us know the in the comments below your favorite ga- No comments. No, oh, there are comments. I just don't want to invite anything involving mm. a phrase that Keep it to gate. yourself. 
Yeah, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Spader is the best, James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Spader. Sorry, Elise. King no, of no awkward problem. sex. It's James Spader. Uh, you know, tell that to Gandolfini. Oh. They, wherever he is. Yeah. Um, Killing them softly. That was a good one. Never saw it. He was good in it. You like any other movies? <laughs> and, uh, you see Deadpool? Oh yeah, I, I nice. thought. I mean, a lot of people what I thought Deadpool did not. Two? That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. It sounded to me like a lot of snobs thought they were too fucking good for Deadpool two. Dude, Deadpool two was phenomenal. It's just a my more of the same. It's right. fun romp. It's yeah. like, what did you think you were going yeah. to see? Yeah, it's Deadpool two. It was delightful. Yeah, I had funny. such a good time at that. Like. Other than my weird obsession with Pacific Rim Uprising, Deadpool 2 oh, no. was like my favorite time at the movies this year so far. Yeah. Hubert, I watched Pacific Rim Uprising oh, no. recently, oh, no. and we had a competition. There were like four of us watching it. We had a competition to bet on what time the robot or the yeah the battle would start, <laughs> and it was like an hour and fifteen minutes into but the there's movie. Some small, there's some small skirmishes though. <laughs> You gotta I love build those up small skirmishes. Dude, Obsidian Fury in the city, the like giant black mech that has like the the rockets and the 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 like oh, blade. I <laughs> yeah, I guess it was cool. Oh, it's such a good fight. Yeah, I guess it was. Cool. That, that movie, that movie should have just been fights all the way through because yeah. they said it. I mean, if you love it, I, if you love it, I won't break I your it. spirit. That's what I said about Batman. It's okay. Dark Knight Rises. I've, I've built up the like Pacific Rim Uprising shield, you know? Cause yeah. I'm the only one that likes it. I feel like <laughs> so. It's like all right, I'm fine. I wanted with that. to. He's used to it. So, I don't know. Uh, did you see Solo? can't muster the enthusiasm. I'd rather see Deadpool or Avengers again. Dude, I can't yes. muster the enthusiasm. Is it good? I liked it. It was fine. I mean, like that, yeah. Tepid. Like, it was yeah. fine. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't it like, was fine. it wasn't offensive <laughs> no. unto mine eyes, but I don't, I don't find any of the Star Wars is offensive, so mm-hmm. that's just me, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, it was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. Definitely like, I want people to go see it just so they keep pumping out half decent Star Wars movies mm-hmm. for like ever. But maybe that's, like, evil of me. I don't know. Could it have been a story about a new character created in the Star Wars universe that was not... Could that have been... We're just yeah. creating this cool rogue pilot, like a... Yeah. Um, I think it... Uh, and it's not Han Solo. Oh, do you mean, like, this story specifically? Yeah. Could like it have been applied? It leans pretty heavily on, like, ah, uh, we're explaining what this thing was. Mm. Like, oh, here's Lando. Like, yeah. oh, here's Chewie. You know, like, it, it's pretty much like about that but okay. if you took out like all of that stuff like yeah probably like the the overarching story could have been kind of anybody or yeah it, like you know the han solo guy could have been named like frank thompson and like it would have been whatever yeah. um but yeah i don't know it's just kind of fun i don't know it's like deadpool too it's like what, what do you think you're going to see yeah, yeah. order some popcorn and right. settle in and shut up you know i think um <laughs> For me, it was that that Rogue One was kind of marketed as a like fun heist or like caper sort of, and I was Which like, is not correct. Yeah, <laughs> and I, so that sort of. But you know, I'm not. It's like I'm a fun heist movie where literally everyone dies. Yeah, I don't really want to walk into this as a naysayer and and with a bad attitude about it. I just mm-hmm. can't really, you know, like you know, now that Hereditary is coming out, that's my priority this weekend. Yeah, yeah. E three. I'm. You know, E3. not killing myself to see it, I guess. Yeah. I was the exact same way, Elise, where it's like, I'm not super against this, but I'm not really enthusiastic about it. 
I think but then uh, the box office numbers show that I think that was pretty much everyone's feeling. Yeah. So long. <laughs> yeah. Do you still, we kind of just went. Do you still go to the movies last thing Sunday night? Last thing Sunday night or now Monday afternoon? Because Mar- I don't have to now. be married now. Exactly. I don't have to be in the uh, uh, those Defy Media offices. I don't have to be in those Defy Media offices nope. anymore. Yeah. So I'm De- free on Defiant. Mondays. You know, I had to tell someone not to talk during the Quiet Place of of any movie. Oh, yeah. The, the, this idiot, these dumbos <laughs> next to me <laughs> explaining everything to each other. Oh, like oh, they've got the box cut. The baby goes in the box, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you don't need to tell each other that. Like we all get it. We all yeah. get what the box yeah. is for. And eventually, I was like, excuse me, <laughs> like could you please be quiet? Could you please make this a Mortified. quiet? Make this a quiet place. Make this a quiet. Place. <laughs> Dude, I, but I couldn't believe it. My theater when I saw that Elise was the most respectful. Cr- I said this like last time. It was the most yeah. respectful crowd I've uh, ever been a part of. You could hear a pin drop. You would think that would be innately what it would be. I was yeah. shocked. I think it, it is my opinion that all movie theaters should be that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you're coming here to look at your phone and and talk to your stupid friends, like, why are you here? Are you? Yeah. You know, that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. Shots, oh movie theater etiquette, movie theater hate. <laughs> I will never forget when you to- said that you told those kids to sit down and shut up. It was in <laughs> Insidious Two, I think. It, <laughs> it was. It comes I, yeah. full back. I remember. Full I remember the tale. The only reason I got so intense was because these kids came in. Halfway through the movie. Right. So you know, and they were like young teenagers. Just the worst. Came bumbling and screaming. Like, th- this is not just some, yeah. you know, date night where they're having like a conversation. This is kids coming into disrupt. I, I remember the way I was, so I was at like, that age during theater experiences and it was the worst. Uh-huh. I was a monster. So. I yeah. tell people that story. It's not my story. Yeah. It's just, I, mean, I say uh, someone I know that said, sit down. Sit down and, and shut, shut up. up. And shut up. The ending of and the story. And he took them on. Yeah. He took yeah. the mob on. Yeah. Because, and like I let it slide for like two minutes. <laughs> two whole two, minutes. But it was like, it was loud disruption for two minutes. Yeah. And like the main plot point was going down. Right. Like it was, it was the right, climax right. of the movie almost. And right. Like, things were happening. These kids were yelling, and yeah. I told them that to like sit down and shut up. Yeah, and then forty-five seconds later, they slowly left. Mm-hmm. Disgraced. Uh, yeah. I do that too. Where I give it. A, I give it a minute. I say, yeah. let's see how this is going to play out. Yeah, I just seethe in internal rage, <laughs> and, and that, yeah, usually like, I do the like, you know. That was the only time that I love the story so much. I'm glad you brought it up so I can like live that Larry David moment because yeah. I never have the courage now. <laughs> yeah, I never now have the courage. Now I just like, Aww. this guy's talking behind me and well, this movie's ruined. Yeah. I'm like, well, chalk it up. Yeah. Another failed movie going experience. <laughs> uh, real quick, I saw the movie Game Night, finally. Never, I had great. never seen it. It's better than it Phenomenal. needed to be. Better than it needed to be. All, the camera work and editing was like legitimately yeah. pretty inventive Je- and great. Jesse Plemons stole the show. Which one is he? The neighbor. The like. Oh yes. Yeah. So good. I love Hilarious. Him. He's so good in that movie. Stole awesome. the show. Uh, it is a legitimately funny movie. Yeah. Nice. It, like you said, has no need to be as good as it is. Cool. I just had I had a blast with it. Has a couple nice reversals. Yeah. At the end. I saw blockers, cock blockers oh, or yeah. blockers. John Cena. Have you seen it? No. Oh, Have you seen he's, it? He's delightful in Ugh. it. And that movie, that movie also funnier than it really? needs to be or maybe deserves to be. Reviews. Yeah. It's it's worth a watch at home. You like, like them both? <laughs> like pretty, they're pretty even? Yeah. Even Stevens. Cool. <laughs> I gotta watch those. Uh, 
Just shout out to Legion. Weird mm-hmm. as hell, that show. Still good? Yeah. I, well, I haven't watched any of season It's two. still Legion. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't like season one, episode six, seven, or eight. Mm-hmm. But episode or season two has been, like, just nonstop. Let's just do this weird tone poem for an hour. Screw mm-hmm. it. Like, cool. there's no real plot development half the time. Like, it's just, like, weird colors and sounds. And the sound mixing is very good. Slow it's burn just, into a slow burn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slow burn into a slower burn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Into a, like, not even burning. Just kind of, like, what if scenario for an entire episode. It's, like, insanity. Someone, what if? someone holds up a match. Legitimate. Yeah. Unlit match. And yeah. says, maybe. <laughs> The potential. And then John Hamm's narration is just like, the potential for burning in this match yeah. could be slow. <laughs> Are you watching Westworld or no? Uh, haven't picked it back up. I watched one, two, and three. I watched season two. I, I heard episode four is like when it gets good, and I just haven't like had the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I have had the time. I watched an entire series over the last two days. What'd you, what? Search Party! It's one of my favorite shows. You've seen it. I, I watch entirety? it every... Uh, the last two years, I've watched it around December. Yeah. Like, it's kind of been my, like, Christmas, right before Christmas show. I need to talk about this show. What you. is this show? Okay, so... It's a dark comedy. So dark, I would... I hesitate to even call it a comedy Whoa. after, like, episode eight. Oh, I, I laugh. In season two, I laughed a lot, too. Okay, the ice moment in season two made me laugh very funny. I need fresh oh, ice! Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's a dark, dark, pitch black yes. dark comedy. Oh, okay. But, like... To the extent that I got, like, it has a tonal shift so intense that I was like, holy crap. Yes. It's like berserk, and at the, but a hipster comedy. At the end of season one, you should go, what could they possibly do in a second right. season? And then season two blows it away. It, like, it's just so... I am intrigued. Aaliyah Shawkat. <laughs> she... A, is that how you say is it? it? Is it Alia or Aaliyah? Al- Aaliyah Shawkat? Shock- oh, oh, I thought it was Shawkat, but maybe I'm wrong. There's a W in there. I thought I it believe. was H-S-H-A-W-K-A-T, but maybe it's Shawkat. 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 Aaliyah Shawkat. I have no idea. We're sorry, Aaliyah. But yeah, she's amazing. Her acting is phenomenal. Everyone in the show does a really good job. What's the premise? The premise is they're four friends, hipstery friends, and she's got kind of nothing going on in her life, and so she kind of becomes obsessed with finding this missing girl named Chantal. Who they went to college with. Yeah, okay. but, like, no one really knew her. No, she was just kind of a faint acquaintance. Right, but, like, because she has nothing to hold on to in her yeah. life, really, she kind of just makes this her quest. Yeah. And it kind of to the chagrin of everyone else in her life. It and consumes it sort of like her. consumes her. And uh, one thing leads to another, and God Almighty does it lead to another. Like, oh my God. But like, Whoa. I think I descri- I would describe it like season two is like four simultaneous Breaking Bads. Yeah. Just like all the characters, just this descent. It's, it's, it's like an upsetting show. Also, uh, I was talking about this with my friends. It's kind of a, it's a very interesting show because there's basically no redeemable character like no, no one no one is a good person in this entire reality yeah, they're like seinfeldian flawed <laughs> but not only know. them like all the ancillary characters are trash yeah. too like it's like a reality where everyone sucks and like dude but like the weird thing with the show is it's not like it's not like oh these conservative people suck but we've we're right it's like it shows like Really shitty liberal people, really shitty conservative people, really shitty just everybody. Everyone yeah. sucks. Like, to the point where I'm like, what is this show trying to say? <laughs> exactly. The music's phenomenal. You can oh, find the, the music, soundtracks yeah. on Google Play Music. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Big fan of Google Play Music Unlimited. Yeah. 
get your YouTube red in there too. But anyway, <laughs> but, uh, I, I I binged that show by myself uh, in the dark over the last couple of days, and like I am still depressed. God, it's great. But that that's the show I was talking about before, where like I hope I really kind of hope season three is just like the end, like the last one. I don't know where it could like I, I could, want it to stop. I didn't know where it could go beyond one. Right, I'm with you. If it, if they wrap it up season three and then it's like that's it, that's perfect. Yeah, but that's how I'm with Black Mirror. It's like give me just one more season. Well, Black Mirror's an anthology, so yeah, like, it kind of doesn't well. matter. <laughs> Well, well, he's well. married now. <laughs> he's married now. <laughs> um, also, oh, the expanse is phenomenal. Well. I gotta watch that because now it's getting picked up. Oh, no. Amazon, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Bezos. Amazon, Bezos. Yeah. Uh, Amazon saved it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I keep, I'm trying to keep track of who's saving what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, NBC <laughs> saved Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I've never really which, seen. Which makes so much more sense given Mike Sure. Well, apparently they relation- passed on it. First and then like regretted it since or some crazy. I I get well because you know with the good place, with the good place. When is season two gonna be on Netflix? (laughs) It is. It's not. Isn't it? Well, don't you do Hulu? I thought it was. Yeah, but Hulu only had like the half, the back half of the season. You gotta watch it week to week. What am I paying for, Hulu? Yeah, watch it week to week. NBC.com lets you watch it. Really? Yeah, you have to see some commercials, but it's on there. After Mike Sure made, you know, he he did Parks and Rec. He did. Brooklyn Nine Nine, NBC said, "Make whatever you want uh. with the Good Place." They gave him like a free pass. So wait, he's the Brooklyn Nine Nine guy. Yeah, he's a oh. EP on Brooklyn Nine Nine as no, well. Like all Nine-Nine. these great like workplace comedies time. are his. I, I Brooklyn Nine Nine's maybe like I I'm, could take it or leave it. I uh, think, oh. but I've only seen it hot like takes. in Omar's room. <laughs> hot takes, Elise. Uh. You should have a new show called In Omar's Room, <laughs> where, where it's just, just me walking in and like, what are you it's, watching? It's yeah, <laughs> reviewing what you see passing yeah. in the halls. I'm just like, I'm like, I think it was like, I, I saw like two minutes. Of, I think it was Suits, maybe <laughs> on USA. <laughs> I imagine uh, he is the like the only person who has a screen door on their bedroom door. As, <laughs> so yeah. like, also, the door might be open, but the screen door is closed. And then you're like, can I, can I come in? Like, am I allowed in here? I'm like watching it in the reflection on his phone, like the back of his phone. I'm like, I think it was, I think it was uh, Jane the Virgin. I, I, I don't know. See what you can piece together. Yeah, he's what is he rewatch? He's always rewatching some super old. Parks and Rec, I think. He's rewatching Parks and Rec and Sports Night right now. He's um, never seen Sports Night. But he's watching that. Okay. He got through uh Frasier. Gotham. He watched Gotham. Oh yeah. Omar watches Powers. Omar watches oh my powers. god. <laughs> and Omar watches Gotham. Yeah. Omar anyway, knows the expanse is phenomenal. I'm one episode behind right now, but oh my god. I gotta watch it. It is a yeah. crazy show. Two friends of mine are watching it through, and they're like in season two, and they're like, yeah. they'll like message me like, "Oh my god, like this thing happened," and I'm like, "Who?" Like just, that feels like three hundred years ago. Just <laughs> some of the best science fiction on oh, TV. Yeah. It's the new biz- Anyway, should we talk about Wes Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> three hours into the podcast. Uh, all right, quickly. Uh, here are the films of Wes Anderson in order of release. Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, The Royal Tenenbaums, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, The Darjeeling Limited, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom, Budapest, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Isle of Dogs. Uh, also, he has a few short films like Hotel Chevalier and, uh, you know, his American Express mm-hmm. commercial that I think is really funny. Uh, anyways. He's an auteur. Like auteur. A, like a Tarantino. Yeah. Does it all. But yeah, good. Yes. <laughs> Hot takes Hot take. a plenty in this Jeez. episode. <laughs> wow. JK, JK. 
I do miss his editor, though. It's sad. Um, yeah. So Wes Anderson has a very obvious, like, he's, like, almost a genre unto himself mm-hmm. because of his very honed stylistic uh, mm-hmm. kind of choice choice palette. Uh, many of his common traits are centered framing, reoccurring casting and character types, specific attention to color and set design, slow motion, uh, specific kind of music choices, common camera moves like pans, tilts, zooms, tracking shots, miniatures, and a very unique style of dialogue. Uh, and his pacing is always kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. What other what other stuff about Wes Anderson like stands out to you? I mean, you hit the nail on the I head. Listed of, most of them. The, well, the, and those are broader <laughs> too. I think you can like unpack those and say more specific stuff. The thing that like I always point to, certainly like his visual style, but there's a lot of like compartmentalization in his in his sets and his framing which i love like i used to like building a lot of dioramas when i was a kid and that, that fits my dad also made me uh he also made me a frame for a dollhouse and rather than like playing with dolls i would spend most of my time painting and getting little like swatches and stuff and and making little things to like put in the rooms rather than having dolls doing anything in them like it was sure. the saddest thing the dolls were just laying in a heap yeah in the it was super sad but i liked i always liked making little tablo- like tableaus and and vignette scenes and stuff and i feel like that's what he does like you look at like the life aquatic ship yeah. the royal tenenbaum's house the um the darjeeling limited train like it's all these very controlled compartmentalized sets and scenes and and that's what he is to me is like absolute control yeah which yeah. like i yeah. crave yeah. <laughs> i don't i know i, lo- I love it it's, it's like it, it and and he he is like a complete visionary in that where every single detail is controlled and and i just love looking at those like i could look at that cross section of the the life aquatic ship all the time mm-hmm. and just like pour over all of it same with the royal tenenbaum's house and and it's always presented in an unconventional way yeah. like the way that that ship has a like hot tub yeah. on the third floor of the ship, yeah. <laughs> and the Royal Tenenbaum's house has like Chaz's uh, like his business in yeah. it, and then Richie's like art studio, and and Margot's like tent, and like it's just yeah. no no conventional layout would apply in a real life situation to any of these. Yeah. Well, in all these his settings, movies, you're totally right. Like the location, it is a character. It's, it's a character yeah. in the movie too. Yeah, and like it's. I mean, he loves the use of miniatures and, like, models and stuff, but, like, it's really cool the interplay between actual models of, like, the ship or the house or whatever, uh, or the hotel, and then, like, the real shots of it somehow make the location, even the interiors, feel like a model somehow to me, sort of, too. Yeah. Like, the the attention to detail is just so throughout everything. And I think the fact that, like, his shots are all very, like, flat, too, helps mm-hmm. with that because you're looking, you're, you know, you don't really have any dynamic angling in his movies. You're not really getting... He, he's not just going to do, like, shot reverse and then have, like... Like, you, it's always, like, a very centered, symmetrical yeah. Yeah. framing where it's, like, and you like, can see everything. Almost everything is in focus. Yeah. You know? Like, the, he doesn't do depth of field and... Now that I'm thinking about it, I never really thought about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you might get some interesting, uh, you know, like a like a top-down or something like Royal Tenenbaums when Owen Wilson's shouting up at Royal. And, mm-hmm. I know you, asshole. And you're like, you might get like a, 
you know, long shot down like that or something. But yeah. but everything's always very like dead on and centered. Center yeah, it zooms in on him, right? In yeah, the yeah. The the like the quick zooms of Wes Anderson. Uh, he has a way to make his movies feel like fantasies in a way. You yeah, know? It, it's like yeah. grounded in reality, but like you were saying, it's New York, this, but it's not New York. Yeah. Like yeah. he just makes his own worlds, and that's yeah. Like, like, but but it's not a movie about that, you know. Right. He just like captures that feeling. Well, Grand Budapest Hotel, which takes place in like 1930s, you think it's like you know Hungary or somewhere. Yeah. But it's not. It's like a made up. Fake place. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. So either. he's like pulling from. It's like Dubrovnik or something. But he's like pulling from all these these real things to make this like weird magical place i like that a lot too a uh two two patron comments fit perfectly with this uh samuel cardwell used the frame uh or phrase uh there's sort of a mechanical wonder about his films a delight in artifice which i really liked and then would you kindly said uh he doesn't simply copy elements for nostalgia but remixes nostalgia which i thought was a really cool way of phrasing it i think that that fits totally with what you're saying it's like all these places are real but remixed mm-hmm. into like yeah. the fantasy version of themselves mixed in with like the, a few people mentioned jd salinger or like older like french new wave kind of stuff like it's all yeah. kind of it's all part of it like just kind of like remixed in there and it's everything which makes it its own thing it's very cool yeah absolutely like he and you could i mean he lives in france now does he? Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. It's he's just a weird. He's, he's just an interesting individual he just, like, to me is too. France. He, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like when you learn like Wes Anderson from like good old Texas boy Wes Anderson, you're like, what? Yeah. Like yeah, the that, Texas, that doesn't me. ever like equate yeah, with me at guess. all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he went to UT and think you know. Is I that guess where Damiani went. I he wears know. that hat. Did he? I. He might have actually. My understanding of colleges and their sports teams are tenuous at best, but he has that hat with the long yeah. horns on it, mm-hmm. which Texas. I believe is the name of that team. Yeah. Let's expose him. <laughs> <laughs> you knew Wes Anderson. <laughs> Admit it. Um. Um. So another thing that Wes Anderson loves to do in his movies is remind you that you're watching a movie. Um, I think that's a common thread throughout, like with chapter headings, with zooms oh, and yeah. obvious ca- camera moves. <laughs> Uh, titles on mm-hmm. the screen, people looking into the camera, um, narration, all these kinds of techniques that are like, in theory, could break you out of, could ruin your immersion, but in his movies, they don't. Why do you think that is? Is it just like, because it matches the whimsy? Of- yeah, I, the tone of it all, maybe? I yeah. do. I think like even like in Royal Tenenbaums, <clears throat> where he has like the itinerary, the chapter headings. Yeah. And isn't it, Oh, how is it done? Is it done? It's like an, the invitation, or what on is Royal it? Tenenbaums? Yeah, uh, it starts on the book, and then yeah, it might be little cards. Because it's like it's like yeah, like those it's are even like artifacts. Of the, so it's not just right. like a title card right. goes up, there but it's something stylized from, yeah. that he's made. Um, I I think like that keeps you in it too. I always love like little inserts in his mm-hmm. movies too, like. Life Aquatic with the letter, the dictated but not read yeah. letter that, like, those... Or, like, oh, Bob Balaban so... in uh, giving you, like, uh, geographical information yeah. in, in Moonrise Kingdom. Bob it's so Balaban. good. I love Bob And he's standing Balaban. there, yeah, he's doing nothing. Yeah. Like, I feel like any other director would have to have, like, some action happening right, right. while that, uh, con- like, context is, is being delivered, that exposition is being delivered. But Wes Anderson 
his shot's so beautifully composed. He's got Bob Balaban doing yeah. his, like, great <laughs> shtick that, like, he gets away with it. And to me, like... I mean, not to just, like, suddenly throw shade on another thing, but, like, I didn't like the movie Itumama Tambien, really, because it did a similar thing where a narrator would just suddenly pop up and and tell you some, like, sad shit about some dude. And it's like, okay, cool. You know? For me, it didn't land. Whereas here, with, like, Bob Balaban or whatever, because it matches the tone and feeling and, like, the mise-en-scene and everything is similar enough, like... I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's breaking away from the narrative. It feels like it's bolstering the narrative, yeah. enhancing the narrative it's instead like of giving just like a nuance aside. to yeah. it. It's a nuance instead of just like, "Hey, we're cool in indie." Well, uh. yeah. does he write all of his movies? Yeah, every single one. He has co-authors for a lot of like what, uh, yeah. Owen Wilson or whoever will like Jason write Schwartzman or yeah. um, cool. who's his other guy? Uh, Owen Wilson Noah, has written written a lot of like Royal Noah Bombach. Uh, I wonder. Um, but yeah, he has collaborators, but he's always yeah. like writing credit. Yeah, cool. he's yeah. always in there. He's I believe for all of them doing every. Yeah, I think I don't think there's any movie he's done that he wasn't he didn't principally uh, write. Fantastic Mr. Fox is a is oh, an adaptation Roald of Roald yeah. Dahl. Yeah, but I think he penned the screenplay. screenplay I, I believe I always try to buy all of his like scripts mm. like that you can you know buy those bound script on amazon or whatever yeah, for yeah. 15 bucks no no it's just it's just like they printed it but oh, okay. i'm always curious because like if you read like if you go and read one of those you're like oh my god this script is so identical to how it plays right. out in the movie which like i don't know if that's the shooting script that they're selling or they're right. going back and like creating I- I think I've heard that before that his scripts are like meticulous. Yeah, total that's control. Well, total control. Also <laughs> because he's writing it for himself, in in a, in a big way. Like obviously for the crew and everything else too. But like, he doesn't have. Yeah, he's got total control, and he's writing it in a way where it's like I know exactly what we're gonna do, and I'm just gonna write it. You know. Whereas like when you're screenwriting, f- like for you don't know who. Yeah. You kind of have to be like. Because you can't say, like, now the camera does this, because, like, people don't like that. But you have to, like, kind of say that without saying it to, like, trick people into yeah. doing what you want. <laughs> you know? As the camera goes down, uh, we I see the... You have, to yeah. be like, we have, you have to be like, we see him at a distance. Yeah. He seems small, like, yeah. you know, and frail, in, uh, surrounded by so much turmoil or whatever. And, and the thing <laughs> is, we like... push in on his eyes or, he, well, you know, whatever. Like He's directing it. He could get away with putting camera movements right. in his script. It's... He, it's his script. He's going to direct it, whatever. But he still does it in a way that is like poetry, and yeah. it and it is it flows. Um, I always love when directors. It's like, well, there was that character drawing in this movie, but that was actually James Cameron drawing Rose yeah. and Titanic. Right. And I, yeah, I love yeah, like because yeah. he does a lot of that like in Bottle Rocket when Dignam's doing his like five year to twenty five year plan. Right, that's it's, the like, one going I haven't over. seen. That's uh, the only one I haven't seen. Well, that. That it's all like Wes Anderson drawn, like writing oh, okay, out this yeah. plan, which is a dumb fucking plan. It's so good. Yeah, but uh, I really want to see that one. I just have fun. I think like the it. little drawings are his, maybe in Roll Tenenbaum. I don't oh, know. He um, failed to develop as a painter. Failed, yeah, those um, might be him. The uh, I mean, you mentioned plans and stuff, and I think that, I mean, obviously Wes Anderson is one of the more meticulous filmmakers working today. Um, sort of like a whimsical hipster Kubrick or something, but like shades of Kubrick when you're yeah, talking the about symmetry. just the framing. Yeah. Yeah, like oh yeah, absolutely. Tight everything is. It's like, yeah. 
Um, Did he have a background in photography? Uh, I imagine he studied film. I don't. I didn't like read his biography. I think he did U- film at UT. I think. Yeah. I. I don't. I'm assuming that's what he. I know UT is big for film, and I'm mm. assuming if he went there, that's what he did. Uh, but I mean, it's funny that it's another thing where his his style is so interesting because just the way he is comes through in so many of his like. Not just in the way that he makes the movies, but the stories themselves as well. Like, you mentioned plans. Like, that's a common thread throughout a lot of his movies is, like, people planning things, saying what the plan is, showing you literal plans. Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, when they're Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox, the game. The yeah. dumb, like, ball game the kids are playing, and yeah. they're, like, explaining how you do it. Yeah. It's, like... I love it. <laughs> but it's, it's always done in an inter- like you in any other situation that would just be pure exposition. Right. But he always does it in like an interesting funny way. Right. And that's the thing is like with his movies a cynic could look at them and say could try I think to look at them and say like all of this is wasted time like showing this doing that doing this in slow motion whatever. But like I think that our that that argument falls apart for most of his movies cuz like they're so well paced and um Everything seems to be there for a reason, even if it is just a mood. Like, nothing to me seems overly wasted. And I mean, I I do acknowledge that Wes Anderson, I think, is one of those filmmakers where it's either like, you're kind of in or you're not. Oh yeah, like totally. either you're like totally either you're like here for it, you're mm-hmm. okay with being like a hipster for a hot mm-hmm. second and watching these movies, or you're just like I hate all this, and it's like fine, whatever, mm-hmm. like go it's for like David it. Lynch, you know? Some yeah, people sure. Just don't care for that. Yeah, you don't want to watch style. a guy sweep a floor for three minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I think sometimes people see something like really stylized like that, and they and they think, oh, this is a new filmmaker who's just copying all the filmmakers that he loves. But then they they think and they can't actually point to what right they're like. I think he has like you said earlier. He has created a new genre and style unto himself, mm-hmm. and he may do stuff that like feels reminiscent of certain filmmakers. But I don't think anything he ever does is trite or cliched. He's he's developed cliches for himself, or right. like he's every says daddy issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone goes, oh, he he loves dads. Yeah. He kill loves he hates dogs. Right. You know, their their dog dies in almost every one of his movies. I think. But that's just that's just him, <laughs> I yeah. guess. Right. You know, and uh, and family is a big thing for him. Yeah. But I think it, it, you it's only noticeable. Some people might say, well, it's it's noticeable because he does it badly. I think it's noticeable because he does it so well. Yeah. But uh kind of that made me think of this just right this second like he is his own genre and sometimes people try to imitate that. Like they like we're we're in like a we're entering like a revisionist period of Wes Anderson's mm-hmm. style. And uh I think that people meet it with varying degrees of success. I don't think anyone has pulled off like a straight up like Wes Anderson like rip off. Because I don't know if anyone's really interested in doing that. But, like, things that come to mind, um, the Amazon series Patriot, which I love. Terrible title, but I love the mo- the yeah. show so much. You would love it. What is it about? It's basically the way Omar Omar pitched it to me. Omar, like dude. No, seriously. Omar pitched Legend. it to me, like, four times. And I'm like, dude, it's called Patriot. I'm not watching yeah. this shit. Yeah. See, for me, I'm immediately <laughs> right, like, right, it sounds right. like Patriot. It's- and then, yeah. like, literally one time I came home and something was on the projector and so I just, whatever, I sit down and I start watching it, waiting for it to end, you know, so I could do whatever. And then, like, 
turns out it was like very much toward the beginning of the episode and i just watched the whole thing with him and at the very end i'm like dude this is really good what is this and he just goes fucking patriot <laughs> and i'm like and he slammed the screen door yeah, yeah, he, slammed the screen door. And he went to his room and he had a pout no um but i was like oh my god like it's so good and then he described it to me he's like yeah it's like coen brothers Meets Wes Anderson doing a spy okay. thriller. I'll watch it. And not because like, Omar crap. told me to. That is an right. insane Yeah, watch price. it because you want to. You told me. Not, I'll go, I'll go yeah. to Omar. I'll go, Ian told me about the show. You should watch <laughs> You should watch it do that. He, he would get so mad. I felt but, um, like, remember Mordecai, the Johnny Depp movie? Yeah. Never saw it, but from everything I saw, it looked like it was someone trying to do a Kano yeah. Wes Anderson. And, and failing spectacularly. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Patriot. Check it out. Amazon. Uh, he's a very depressed spy. Who doesn't really want to be a spy? Who Does he drink? Um, I don't. Yes, yeah. Uh, not to excess, I don't think. But uh, he he sings folk. His his vice is singing folk songs that that have a little too much private information in them. <laughs> like state secrets sometimes <laughs> become the lyrics. Um, it's pretty amazing. I, I love really that cute. show truly. Uh, and season two is supposedly coming out. Most of it takes place in Luxembourg, which is a very cool place that nice. I didn't know anything about. Hmm. There's this detective woman who's just fantastic. Anyway, um, I forgot what we were talking about, but uh, oh yeah, like aping aping the West style. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anyone else who's trying to do I've it? I've been really? trying. I can't I, really. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone. I feel like there's something that I was watching recently that had like tones of it, but I feel like you get it in TV more often than than in other movies. I think like. Stuff like Pushing Daisies, in to some extent, Good Place has sort of that kind of color palette, sure. like very yeah. saturated. Um, I'm, I'm not. That's not to say that I think they're aping his style, because I don't think they are. But like, yeah. I think that his influence is definitely seen in various places in various ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to play a little game, real quick. I uh, love games. Yeah, you might not love this one because I think you've not seen every single one of his movies. About half. Okay, uh, so of the ones you've seen, I'm interested how you would rank them. Ooh. Kill your babies at least. Do it. Yeah, it's Do so it. hard. I know. Well, and like, it's a it's a common problem that you run into with stuff like this, where it's like you're ranking a bunch of tens and trying to decide which one's better. <laughs> some some like resonate with me on a emo- like World Ten Bombs. Okay, so World Ten Bombs is my is my number one. Sure, but that's because I kind of. Um, I had seen Rushmore with like, uh, you know, in, in like 99 or 2000 or whatever with my best friend back home and we were all, we were like, this is great. Yeah. But then I watched, uh, Royal Tenenbaums when it was like, you could rent it on whatever. VHS. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this movie is, is like a work of art. Like this is so meticulously pieced together. And it's kind of like become a, a movie where like if I feel down or something, I put that on. And it's just comforting. I don't know if it's like his best. I think Grand Budapest Hotel Grand might Budapest be his best movie. Memo. I I agree. I, I think it's his culmination. I, mm-hmm. I think I maybe can you pull up the can you scroll the list? Grand Budapest. I was gonna yeah. So good. And so, then uh, yeah. the, the first time I saw Darjeeling Limited, I was like, I don't like this movie. And then mm. I watched it again and again. And I. I think I might like Moonrise Kingdom the least. Whoa. Yeah, that actually is more common than you might think. Hmm. Everybody seemed like they were s- super into I it. Did. Yeah, I think I think the thing with Moonrise Kingdom is it's it's like an eight amongst a bunch of like ten, nines and tens, and so like 
out of his nine movies, yeah. it's like eighth, which puts it you as like, like it a less B. Than Darjeeling. Um, I think I would place it a. Well, I actually have my list, so I could look. Uh-oh. But um, yeah, I can't remember where I put it. Give us your list. All right, I'll we'll, we'll say my list here. Because then I uh, might starting from the bottom. I have not seen Bottle Rocket, so I didn't okay. rank that. Uh, my eighth is Fantastic Mr. Fox. I just didn't. It didn't land for me. I don't know. I only saw it once, but um, whatever. Uh, seventh was Darjeeling Limited. Uh, I've only seen it once or twice. My sister loves it. Um, I like the setting, the location, the characters, all that. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom is sixth. Rushmore is fifth. And this is where we get into like, ten, from, ten, from ten, like ten, here ten. up, yeah. it's like they're all fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Isle of Dogs, I have it fourth. Uh, though I really loved it. We'll talk about mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs in a minute. Um, for me, two and three are like tied. They like switch with each other. Life Aquatic or Royal Tenenbaums, I really don't know. God, three or four, aquatic. or three or three or two, yeah. which is which. I love Life Aquatic. It's, yeah. I me love too. it. I love it. I think it. it's hilarious. I think it's well made. A lot of people hate it. And I'm no. like, you're crazy. That movie is fantastic. It, I love it. After I saw it, uh, I immediately like went to try to figure out how to make my own Zisu's shoes. Oh. Like, oh I, yeah. I, there was like a period of time after I, I like, went to see it that I was like how can I affordably make these they sold them for a hot minute I think but they were like Omar have a maybe not in Canada or something I don't think so but Omar's just a Nike guy I thought he was for good mostly uh, but and then obviously my number one is Grand Budapest I just think Grand Budapest it's a great film it's like to me I don't know some people didn't like resonate with the characters or whatever but like to me I think it just hits every it checks every box for me like the way it looks and sounds and feels and the story and the characters I just loved it uh, I guess mine's gonna be more emotional, emotionally rated as compared to like whether what I think is the best quality of cinema, like what I would watch more. Sure. Say so Royal Tenenbaums number one, two Life Aquatic, three Grand Budapest, uh, four Life Isle of Dogs, five Darjeeling Limited, six Rushmore, eight, seven Fantastic Mr. Fox. Eight. Oh, oh, bottle rock. I forgot. Oh, oh bottle rock. <laughs> Baby bottle rocket. Shit. Baby bottle rock. <laughs> Eight. Bottle, bottle rocket. Nine. Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. I think. Nice. I, that actually seems. That, that I don't seems know. to make sense to me. It's tough. It's it is tough. tough. I don't know. It's hard. It's like ranking. Yeah. Again, like. It's like ranking Kubrick movies. Right. It's like, don't make me do it. Yeah. Like, Barry <laughs> Lyndon probably at the bottom. Yeah. I've never seen it. That's the one I haven't seen. Oh no! He was every time. Every time I've wanted to watch it, someone's like, "It's like three hours long." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." Sunday afternoon movie. Yeah. When you have nothing to do, like DOS boot. You have like <laughs> lunch, and you throw it on. Sun is throw shining. Throw on the BL. Yeah. Dude. Roll up in that BL. So, what's your favorite of what you've seen? Yeah, which Grand one? Budapest. Oh for yeah, sure. for sure. And then Life Aquatic. Yeah, I love like, it. Top two. Assault on Ping Island. Like, um, right. yeah. such a good song. That is the best song. Oh, it's so good. And I love that song because it starts Mark Mothersbaugh, of course, oh, from God. Devo. But uh, it starts electronic and then goes orchestral, but yeah. the same or- orchestration. I love it. Oh, God. What's going it's so in? Good. And then it's the, the wide of, of them running yeah. with their guns. And then, <laughs> yeah. Swamp great. leeches. Uh, anybody else get hit? Anybody else get hit? Just me. I'm the only Swamp one. Swamp leeches. <laughs> what's, what's going on? 
So many uh, good lines like that. Anyway, sorry. Bad Cody. <laughs> bad. Are there, what's the dog's name? Cody. Cody? He <laughs> just makes it up. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. It's so good. Um, third would be Rushmore, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. Uh, yeah. I love that movie growing it's up. Funny. It's like my childhood. Yeah. Like. I, yeah. I felt, to me, I feel like there are, there are pockets of Rushmore or Wes Anderson, you see what he's going to, going to become, become yeah. when he's can, can completely control. And then there are other parts where you see for budget reasons, right. he can't have full control over right. the style. Right. And I, that's where Rushmore gets like, yeah. Taken down. For origins. Origins. <laughs> Wes Anderson. <laughs> Wes Anderson origins. <laughs> uh, then Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, but I, I haven't like seen it. I've only seen it once. Yeah, but I remember really liking it. My favorite line in that movie is uh, when the dog gets hit by the arrow, and then she goes, "Was he a good dog?" And then yeah. the kid just goes, "Who's to say?" Yeah. <laughs> and then they just leave. <laughs> um, and then Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then Darjeeling Limited. Cool. I don't really care for Darjeeling. Yeah. Did you see Isle of Dogs? I haven't seen Isle of Dogs. You saw Isle of Dogs. I loved it. Bad time. I think it came out when like God of War. You were yeah, you did yeah. You were reviewing stuff. So you were busy with something. I remember you were like God of War was April. Yeah, maybe it was something else. It was something. But yeah, but yeah, haven't seen Royal Tenenbaums. And I was going to watch it. I had this all planned out because I knew Elise uh, was going to be on. No. And I was like, dude, I remember talking to her so many times about Royal Tenenbaums because it's like her favorite uh, movie. I'm so excited for you that you get to ex- you get to experience First time it. viewing. And maybe you'll hate it, but... No. Origin Do you want to know why? What? Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Legend. Wes Anderson was scared of him. Who you isn't? That story? I think he, that's Who correct. isn't? Everyone should be scared of him. Well, the story goes that... Wes Anderson, Gene Hackman just treated Wes Anderson like garbage on that sh- that set. Really? And so Bill Murray would come to set even on his days off to like stand up for Wes Anderson and to kind of keep <laughs> an, like an eye. He, he, he'd keep oh an gosh. eye. There was this, there's one story where Wes Anderson's like, yeah, I was there and I look up on the hill and there's, there's Bill Murray just standing there with his arms crossed because he's watching to make sure Gene Hackman is not being mean to Wes Anderson. <laughs> Wait, who is saying that? Well, Wes, Anderson, Wes Anderson, yeah, Gene, he's Bill Murray's like making sure Gene Hackman, because I guess you know Gene Hackman known for being a little bit volatile, yeah, I guess, yeah. so. intense, dude. a little bit of a timber, but uh, it's a verb now, but uh, oh, yeah, adjective, but uh, tambourine all over the set, <laughs> tambourine Hackman man, tambourine, tambourine. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's, I love that. Like he's like, yeah, Bill wasn't supposed to be on set that day, but he came just to protect Wes Anderson. Oh, that is so funny. Bill Murray's a sweetheart. Um, Gene Hackman, yeah, he is. I mean, he is perfect. Like he's intense. perfect it's, as as Royal Tenenbaum. Like yeah. Wes Anderson wrote that part for Gene Hackman. Uh, that. Yeah, cool. and that's why, like, even I guess even as garbage as he treated him, you know. Hey man, you Gene gotta Hackman. you gotta be afraid of Gene Hackman for your art sometimes. <laughs> yeah. God, as I know well. Um, <laughs> Speaking of origin stories, actually, uh, Elise and I beca- became fast friends because of Royal Tenenbaums. No way. Um, I can't remember it's who. It's true. Oh, I said, uh, kind of apropos of nothing, uh-huh. we were working at Game Show this, and I just, I just went, what this book presupposes is, and then she And just I went, walked by, and I went, uh, uh, that maybe he didn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, 
immediately like fell in love with the lead. Yeah. And, and we were like, yes. we should be friends. Yeah. It was like, said, this, like I mean, we should be friends. It was like the stepbrothers moment of like, are we, do we just become best friends? I yeah. spit everywhere yeah. now. I think we literally said like, we're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, then, and then we went to funny. HR yeah. and we were like, put it down. Put it down. Friends. friends. Put it down there, right there. <laughs> we don't want any trouble. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so and then Wes we took Anderson, the day. We said, yeah, take the day. We took the day. Went over the water garden. Yeah. Ate $15 salads until we puked. Cranberries all over the ducks. Mm-hmm. Those $15 salads, dude. Mm-hmm. With Falcon Man. They were only $15 because you guys were loading them up. Yeah, Yo, load them up. When you're presented with a smorgasbord of cranberries, you're gonna and they pay by weight. Yeah. Cranberries and chicken are heavy. And strawberries. So you de-seed these cherries. Right and wait. Yeah. Did, did you guys ever guess the weight? I got real close one time. If, if you're listening Until. at home, this place we would go eat. Oh if you could God. guess what the weight of your food on would be. Fr- only on Fridays. On Fridays, yeah. you could get it for free. Yeah. If you guessed your salad, you got it for free. I think, like, one person... Bobby Burns would always get it. Bobby Burns, yeah, he was because really he good. would do the exact. You get the exact same thing. Exactly. That, you have to measure it out. He also can weigh a woman against a duck and know if she's a witch. Yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he's great at that. <clears throat> Most of them are Python. witches. Turns out that's my Python reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tokyo Slim also likes Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, hotel, yeah. As Huber would say, it's a culmination of all of his experience in both filmmaking and storytelling. Uh, Kiraz likes Grand Budapest, uh, and the phrase that they used I really liked, the movie is so giddy with what it has to show, it just pulls you along, assuring you the whole time it'll be the most amazing thing you ever see. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's just like, because they, they went That's on to say, so like, they're using, like, Ewer Jones as an example, but, like, just, like, grabbing you by the arm and being like, come yeah. check this out, like, Grand Budapest to- does that. Totally. The whole movie is just like, ah. Um, that is a great analysis. I really like that a lot. We, um... We sort of hit on this a second ago, but I wanted to talk about how his style has evolved oh, yeah. um, over the years because, like you were saying, in Rushmore you do get glimpses of that, and then yeah, all the way up through Grand Budapest and in certain ways uh, Isle of Dogs, it does like we're like it's like peak, peak Anderson, yeah. yeah. Um, Especially with the stop motion because that's a completely built up set from control, the ground, yeah. so it's total control. Yeah, and it's funny because. <clears throat> With the with the um, stop motion ones, I remember them talking about this with Fantastic Mr. Fox, where it's like, those movies take so long, like he's doing other stuff and then like calling in or like skyping in. Is it like yeah. passion? Does he just love? I think he just stop likes mo- it, yeah. Like, because I mean, you, you were talking about Life Aquatic, you know, and just his sets and everything. Yeah. Well, there's that stop motion ski <clears throat> chase in Grand Budapest. Yeah. yeah, and I forgot about that. It's cool. Um. Would you kindly says uh, they they have become more his fantasy world and less real life adapted world with budget and saturation increased, which is the obvi- obvious result of creative control. Yeah, I think also like faith, you know, from a studio yeah. or to say like, okay, yeah, it's Go in your hands. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, not many people not- have that kind of power. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. I think I think Wes Anderson gets to kind of do whatever he wants, mm-hmm. and so far it's paid off. Hopefully Guillermo is like that for his next movie because oh, yeah. of the Shape of Water. I would love it if Guillermo finally got to do At the Mountains of Madness. Please. Oh my god. Ugh. TV show. Sure. His own. Sure. Written and directed so, every episode. Are you a Troll Hunters man then? I'm on season one still. Okay. Wait, the cartoon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's is GDT. That what is that? Yeah. That's Guillermo del Toro? Yeah. 
What? Based on <laughs> uh, the Qu'est-ce que c'est? Yeah. I only watched the first episode. Yeah. It, it gets good. But they're on like season three now. <laughs> it gets good. It gets better. <laughs> I mean, I drive by that billboard all the time. Yeah. In LA, we have I'm billboards for everything. Even troll hunters. Arctic. Yeah, it's, whatever. it's weird because then only, you... He only directs like one or two. Or, oh. you know, so. It's weird when you like leave LA and you go home and you're like... Where is that condom billboard? <laughs> like, <laughs> how come there are no like nobody's telling me that I shouldn't have STDs? Yeah, on a, so many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are no billboards to tell me that syphilis is a big <laughs> deal. Syphilis billboard. Yeah. Okay. There's syphilis billboards everywhere. Go I'm on. like, what is this? 1912? Yeah. Like, what's happening? Are we at the Nick yeah. right now? Like, what's going on? Polio ad at the gas station. <laughs> yeah. like, what? <laughs> what? Hepatitis C. There's one. There's one desk or uh, bench billboard that just says hep c is curable exclamation point no and other like, information thanks yeah it was just like great okay cure it all i'll go i'll get that fyi down. yeah <laughs> hey did you know <laughs> syphilis big deal hep c curable syphilis also curable i think yeah you just gotta catch it before what's, it makes you crazy Wes anderson doesn't touch that sort of well no he doesn't go to the to the bottom dwelling humor of STDs. No, no. High art. Intellectual comedy. I, are, <laughs> is disease ever... Oh, well, in Royal Tenenbaums, he's, like, pretending to have cancer. He's pretending to have cancer. I would say that, you know, Chaz obviously has... Anxiety. Anxiety. Uh, bipolar. He's, well, PTSD. Maybe his wife's death. He's, oh, he's sure. Dealing, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, dealing yeah. with that. Richie. Depression. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. Nobody's got syphilis, though, in a Wes Anderson movie. No, nobody gets yeah. cheap dogs so far. Die. Dogs die left and right. Usually by, by arrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> arrow to the side. The, yeah, the second you see a bow and arrow, you're like, oh, some dog's gonna yeah. die. Watch out. Uh, Do you think there's some kind of, like, story there where, like, he was hunting or like somebody made him hunt killed it up. like you're gonna shoot the dog with a bow <laughs> or like as like a his child, dad made him hunt or something as a child he like accidentally killed a dog and no yeah. one knows about it and he's just been trying to tell us for yeah. years um oh. i don't know my guess is he's got a fine family and he loves dogs totally oh yeah i mean it wasn't that he, him saying like my grandest gesture is calling my movie i love dogs right you know just to kind of thwart that which was perception which was something that i uh didn't realize until like Me a few too. days later someone was like you know if you say it fast it's i love dogs, dogs. and then i was just like <laughs> <laughs> me too it's <laughs> <was> like what <laughs> the sad thing is like, like you can't translate that to other languages yeah. it only works in english i guess mm. but it's part of the part of the cultural appropriation of that movie yeah. a lot of people got upset about that and i like i they watched did. it i watched it knowing that mm-hmm. and obviously like i'm a white person not really my place to say anything, but like, I don't know. It seemed like the movie, like it says right in the beginning, it's like dog speech. They're barking. It's been rendered in English, but they don't speak English or you know anything else besides what a dog would understand. Yeah, yeah. The, the young boy was was a Japanese actor. All of them were yeah. Japanese. Yeah, like, yeah. I I all did, the dogs um, were white men, which is like whatever. But yeah, something I, I I read that was really cool was was the sushi making scene. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, "Holy shit!" Like that was super accurate. Yeah, um, which is crazy for just like a stop motion. Yeah, Sick. like that's sushi. the thing. Like Wes Anderson's attention to detail like is so extreme that like I think he wouldn't. I don't know. I think it was a love letter. Yeah, hopefully. 
I don't know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> again, like, it's not really my place, but... I'm yeah, it's tear my these Japanese a new one yeah, that's yeah. writing it. The Japanese hate dogs, and I love dogs. <laughs> I'll I make f- it in my movie. I feel like he hasn't... That I know of done any, like, offensive things. Like, he's, he's earned enough goodwill over the years to kind of, like... Yeah. Given the benefit of the doubt his when movies, it comes to things like this. His movies know? are very white. They are, yeah. Like, real white. Yeah. Like, yeah. Danny Glover's, like, and uh, Pagoda. Pagoda, I mean, Zero, Grand Budapest. You yeah, know, and like, you can, you can, you can, like, basically, like, delineate the, the people of color on it on one um, hand. Who's the actor? Is in Darjeeling Limited. Is in, uh... In Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. But then also, um, he's in Life Aquatic. He's the... He's the, he's Vikram in Life Aquatic, and then in Darjeeling oh, yeah, Limited, yeah, yeah. he's the train conductor. The, yeah, and in uh, Life Aquatic, he's uh, or yeah, Vikram. Yeah. yeah, 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 the camera guy. Yeah, I don't know his name. Vikram. That's the actor's name too. No. Oh, I, I don't remember the actor's name. Yeah, I don't know the actor's name. My f- <laughs> my favorite things from Life Aquatic. <laughs> We're all a bunch of misfits. <laughs> Wal Darsky used to be bus bus driver. Yeah, Oz was a school teacher. Like there's. Uh, what's your favorite use of a song in a Wes Anderson movie? You nailed it with uh, Life Aquatic. The Sue George. I just really like yeah. that song. Yeah, all the Bowie in that is very good. That that whole like soundtrack of Sue George doing Bowie. Yeah, it's just a great mellow chill thing. I love it. Um, for me, it's really, really, really tough for me because I listen to those like when. An, after you know, like after I got married and I walked down the aisle, I was gonna tell say that, but I didn't know if that was too. Well, I, I I walked to like out. We walked out to Queen Bitch because at the end of Life Aquatic, when they're yeah. walking down the pier, yeah, and I, we were like that would be kind of cool. But like honestly, like, oh God. also like, t- you know, James is Queen Bitch. He is a Queen Bitch. <laughs> yeah, World Tenenbaums just has such good like needle in the hay. Elliot that's, Smith. That's one of mine. Yeah. Ruby Tuesday in that, mm-hmm. and and uh, the when she gets off the green line and the I've been out walking yeah, the Nico, these days, whatever. yeah, these, these days, these days, <laughs> they talk. Nico. Like come on, like there's oh man, and the, then any the Mark Mother's Oh, I mean, like Ping Island Lightning Strike is out yeah. of control. Uh, the the zombies. The, if I try to, to hide, hide the way, way I feel inside. That one is really good. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, it's just fantastic. Like, Grand Budapest, I guess because of the fact that it was more of a period piece, had a little bit more, like, instrumental and stuff. Yeah. It's still really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's like so The song cute. that plays during the, like, skiing yeah. stop yeah. motion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Out of control. Yeah. Are there any moments... <laughs> Uh, switching gears before we do our favorite moments are there any moments in his movies that don't quite land for you can you think of any I can't mm, really in, in Fantastic Mr. Fo- maybe it's just because it's a little bit more childlike but in Fantastic Mr. Fox the the Boggs Bogs Bunsen Bean or whatever song isn't there a I little no song or something <laughs> maybe there isn't maybe I'm just I, imagine- I like blocked most of that movie I think from maybe I'm imagining it but I feel like there was like a little song and I just kind of was like I'm not here for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, All of Darjeeling Limited. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. I, I was I, so yeah. bored. It, I, I saw it at a bad time. I was when did I, when did that movie come out? What year? Uh, that was 2007. Uh, 
Okay. I was like just out of high school going to uh, community college. I was in a yeah. bitter place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I probably went in expecting to just be pissed. You, right. And I was. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely one of his more melancholic movies, kind of. Like, it, it resolves in sort of just like a, well, there you go kind of way, if well, I recall. Yeah. When I watched it the first time, I was like, man, is this the end of my, like... <laughs> continued love affair with Wes right. Anderson but then I watched it again and again and I was I like I actually again. do like this a lot Angelica Houston had cut her hair too yeah, she's, so you were like I, love I don't know um, but um, yeah it, I think that movie grows on you I mean cool. for me uh, Royal Tenenbaums even the first time I saw it I was just like what what's going on it's so different yeah and I was just like ah, uh, uh, like I'm kind of sad right now like what's happening and then the second time I saw it I'm like oh no this is fantastic Nice. Same with like Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. First time I saw it, I was like, I didn't like get the humor exactly, but now it's like I think it's one of the best comedies ever made, and I could watch it a thousand times. It's um, it's not a bad moment. I just it's just hard to watch, so I always skip it. Mm-hmm. But when Owen Wilson dies in oh, Life Aquatic, yeah. it's um, I just always skip it. It's very intense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kingsley, that his movies do they usually take that like late second act turn. Or like maybe even third. The serious gut punch. Yeah, just like just like ha ha. Character dies. Uh, Yeah. And I know that the kids in Moonrise Kingdom were very charming, but I just still was always more found it more compelling when the other actors were on screen. I think that those kids did a great job, but yeah. Yeah. And also like there's a and I think it's part of it kind of like not ennui, but like the sort of just like the adult knowledge of. Like, you're, like, 13. This isn't going to last. So it, like, makes the stakes kind of, like, weird in that movie, which I think might be, like, part of it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's a Wes Anderson thing, so, like, hey, maybe in that reality, like, they do just end up forever. I don't yeah, know. I mean, because, yeah, <clears throat> like, in, when you compare stakes to, like, Grandpa to Best Hotel, where they're, like, checking his papers right. on yeah. the train. And, like, people are getting shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Ray Fiennes is saying, like, that's my lobby boy. Yeah. Like, you know, and there's that big emotional punch. Yeah. At the end, it's like, um, and the way that they diffuse that, like, by, like, when it cuts back to real life, and he's like, "Well, what happened?" And then the other guy's just like, "Well, I mean, I don't want to say it, but like, I'm just like, Jesus, yeah, oh God, yeah, it's 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 how I don't know how you, yeah, yeah." Um, all right, enough, enough, enough. Nay, saying, what about a favorite moment? Can you think of? I mean, like, oh my, it's impossible to pick one. Some patrons to get the juices flowing. Morgan Mahala brought up Willem Dafoe's misunderstanding in Life Aquatic when he like oh crosses the line to quit, oh but he God. thinks he's not yeah. quitting. Yeah. And then he's just like, wait, do, do over. I yeah. misunderstand. I also love in that movie when he, uh, when he goes, thanks for not picking me. me? Yeah. And he goes, you might not be on the, you might be in the B squad, the, but you're the, the B squad leader. Yeah. And he's like, mm. I, I like her hairdo. Yeah. But Steve called her first. Steve called her first. <laughs> yeah, there, God, there's so many, like... Boom, Defoe's so good. There's so many good moments. There are too many good moments to there are go too many over. Good. Basically all of them. Yeah. I'm trying like, to think of... I'm trying to think of, like, one per movie. Grand I can't wait to watch Isle of Dogs again. Yeah, me to, too. To cement more of those great moments. Grand, well, Grand Budapest, when someone calls him, like straight or something and then he oh, goes yeah. no one's ever accused me of that yeah. before. <laughs> like, that's really funny <laughs> I love the reading of the will in Grand Budapest because Adrian uh, Brody and his crew is just so like motley yeah. and they're, yeah. they're so like over the top yeah, and, it's and like that whole family and they're all glaring yeah. and like, like weird eyebrows blue apple 
Yeah, they're all obsessed with Boy with Apple. Yeah, Boy with Apple is a great... Such like, a funny painting. Um, yeah, Boy God, they're just... It's great. They're, are it's, like... Yeah, whatever. Just, I do really like in Darjeeling Limited the flashback when their father... The, the, they go. They flash back to when they're picking up their father's car. That he's he's dead, and then they're picking up the car at the the auto repair place, mm-hmm. and they're getting his luggage, and they're all like kind of like bickering over it. I think they crash the car immediately too, right? I don't recall. And then, but then when they're, because then it makes so much more sense when they're you know ditching the luggage off the train, and you're right. like, oh, it's their father's luggage. It's baggage. It's baggage. Well, so someone else so brought, heavy handed. Someone else brought this up that oh. they, they have they physically carry oh. their baggage until yeah. toward the end when they have to they get rid of it. Up. Like, but, I mean, it is a you know it's like metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it is very like heavy handed. I think that scene of them, it's less heavy handed when you put in the scene of them going to get the car and the luggage, yeah, yeah. and they're all kind of like. Well, and I love the the shot where they do release the baggage <clears> is that slow mo tracking shot where they're running for the train if I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly and like I, it's just such a gorgeous shot yeah and I mean filmmakers love trains but like oh. Wes Anderson loves trains like the whole movie's a damn tracking shot well, and like, Bill, Bill Murray misses the train at the beginning oh yeah yeah that's he has, that's his like cameo in Darjeeling oh, Limited funny. is he's running they're all running for the train he's running too they get on he misses it oh okay um, so then you're like ah oh, Bill Murray he was gonna be in the movie like he was gonna be in the movie but now he's not but thank yeah. god Gene Hackman's not around otherwise <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> would go insane uh, uh, do you have a favorite Mo Mint? I can't think of any particular don't hurt yourself it's yeah. okay um, uh, like I've only seen Grand Budapest and Life Aquatic multiple times yeah everything else like one time you're not wrong uh Grand Budapest has some great stuff when they're escaping from prison. If you remember oh all that God. Harvey God, Keitel yes. and them, oh, yes. and they're so, digging their way out. Dude, yes. The uh, don't they like throw the rope down? Yeah, there's like a rope scene. And I think they all no, they all get away, right? Yeah. Or yeah. one of them dies. I don't remember. Maybe Harvey Keitel dies. I think Harvey Keitel gets shot, but <laughs> yeah. gets killed by Willem Dafoe. I don't know. Willem Dafoe is like really intense in that movie. Yes. Uh, I just realized that uh, patron would you kindly said the exact same thing about directors loving trains. Oh. Nice. So, <laughs> there you go. There's that. Um, yeah. Do we think that Wes Anderson? We don't think he's like stuck in the past or like no. mired by nostalgia. He or just made a movie set in the future. Whoa! Boom. Isle of Dogs. Future. Future. <laughs> future. 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 He, I, I thought about that too because he, he does weigh on nostalgia a lot. But yeah. Isle of Dogs, I don't remember what year it's in. I think it's like the year like twenty XX or something. I think it's like not specified yeah. future year, like an anime. And he's dealing with like upcoming future issues like environmental de- degradation yeah. and Trash Island. Trash Island. <laughs> so they just call it that, right? <laughs> they're just yeah. like they're on Trash Island. Um, yeah, I don't think he is. Anywho. Uh, to wrap up, are there any other thoughts that you have about our good buddy Wes? I think it's really, really cool when any director can create an entire filmography that is so rock solid. Yeah. Um, the amount of freedom that he's earned. Like, he's telling the stories he wants to make. So even to circle back to, like, is he too nostalgic? It's like, just let him make what he wants to make like he's an artist he's a creator he's obviously using his life experiences and passions to yeah. make what he mo- wants to make and he's you know never made a bad movie so i think that's really cool yeah absolutely 
uh, I'd say every frame is a painting. Every <sighs> choice is that YouTube channel. Yeah, <laughs> every every choice is meticulous. Every dialogue piece of dialogue could just be a a yeah or a okay, but it's it's not. It's so constructed in an artful way. That's not how people speak, but right. I appreciate it because I don't want to watch me speaking. I want to watch somebody better than me speaking. Um, I think you speak quite well. How cordial of you. Yes, your eloquence, <laughs> your perspicacity leaves nothing to be desired. Oh, uh, I did think I put on deodorant today. But, <laughs> um, but I, I think um, if you if there's a Wes Anderson movie you've, you've watched and you've thought, like, uh, that's not for me, like, maybe Darjeeling Limited... You're doing yourself a dis- disservice if you don't watch it. Just just try watch watching it, again. Again. especially if it's free and you can, yeah. because I've been there and I've uh, you know had that moment and and nothing's not not everything's for everyone, but yeah, you know, so a rewatch. It's like Kubrick, same thing. Yeah, you watch like you watch Kubrick movies once and you really got to watch it again to really get everything. You know, yeah. there's so yeah. much attention to detail, like. Right. Wes Anderson, I bet you guys pick up like Dr. things. Strange Love gets funnier every time I see yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. um, same with the Wes Anderson stuff. Actually, like things that you don't realize are jokes mm-hmm. are jokes. You know, later on subsequent viewings. Yeah, I, I like his films a lot. I think that they're just so artfully made that it has to be appreciated. I don't know. Um, it seems like it's always coming from a good place. Yeah, Wes Anderson seems like a jolly dude. I mean, he's definitely like a, a tyrant. I think on set, like, but who is? Like a, an you always hear, yeah, that. you right. don't want to cross those corduroys, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's but like, I think he's like, you know, just like no nonsense. But like, yeah. I don't think he's like a I think dick. He, he probably knows what he wa- what he wants, right? Mm-hmm. And he's gonna I mean, get it. <laughs> Dad gum. Wes gonna give it to you. Wes gonna give it to you. Because <laughs> you hear these stories about like people being like crazy on set, mm-hmm. and it's like, yo, it's they're working. It's he's a boss. Yeah. He's yeah. the manager. Yeah. You know, he's the director. It's like. He, yeah, I do. I do have a thing where I feel like there's no excuse to like be horrible to people on totally. set. Like yeah, my, yeah. people Christian are like, Bale. yeah, people yeah. are like Michael Bay. He's he, Michael Bay. Like, he has no excuse. Legendarily an asshole. Yeah. yeah. My my friend who used to work on the lot at Warner Brothers or wherever, they used to play a game where they would drive their go kart through the or like golf cart whatever uh, through the west or the. Um, Michael Bay. Michael Bay set just to like hear him screaming at the interns and stuff. Oh They're like, well, who's he going to be screaming at today? And he was just always like screaming at somebody. Yeah. Doesn't the, sound pleasant. My favorite story is him and TJ Miller where he shouted at TJ Miller and was like, they told me you were supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he's not. Yeah. Uh, but then on the other side of that is like David Lynch where it's like he's making the most like fucked up stuff. He's in and like soft spoken. But well, and everyone says like his sets are the nicest like most safe feeling that's great it's always those horror people i told you that it's like guillermo because they know darkness exactly yeah guillermo's like doing messed up like demons and stuff and he's he's just like like, sweetie pie oh this is so great (laughs) yeah and everybody describes him like he's a big teddy bear yeah Yeah. did i ever tell you i met david lynch one time very briefly uh we went to a very weird like weekend of like transcendental meditation like talks just because David, this was in film school, just because David Lynch was going to be there, and he loves that stuff, but we just wanted to see David Lynch, you know, nice. whatever, we didn't care about the other stuff, but, uh, and, like, Donovan was there, and, like, talking, it was very strange, but, uh, the Mellow Yellow musician, uh, but, um, yeah, David Lynch, very funny, but, like, in real life, he's, like, he's, like, somebody's, like, nice grandpa, 
Or like uncle. So cool. Like meeting him was just the nicest thing. It was so pleasant. Before I ever, I saw him, I knew his work, and before I ever heard him speak, I thought he'd be like, like, well, I don't know. Like, oh, I don't right. know. I'm, I'm a work. And then you hear him and he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll make another one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll make some more Twin Peaks. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the, the amount of times he's just like, so that's what I meant by that. Ah, my favorite, I think I've told the story before, but my favorite <laughs> moment from that weekend, someone asked uh, him, they were like, you you love to have your characters come from darkness into the light. Why why is that? Is that what's the symbol for that? And then he just like leaned forward to the mic and he's just like, ah, uh, I love to see characters come from the dark <laughs> into the light. <laughs> and like that's how he ended every answer. He would like, it sounds like he's gonna keep talking, but then he just doesn't, and he leans back, and then everyone laughs and then starts clapping. It's so funny. Oh man. Anyway, David Lynch. But uh, all right. Quote challenge. We're gonna end on that. Okay. So we gotta think. Rack your little brains for a quote. Doesn't have to be from Wes Anderson, but it can be. Oh. Um. The 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 general rule is a movie that you think someone else on the table has seen. Okay, I, I have one. All right, lay it on us. Um. Come see the violence inherent in the system. I know this. I knew you would. Do you know that? I actually tweeted this yesterday. Did you? No! <laughs> I literally tweeted that phrase no. yesterday. Yeah. I have no idea. After I really voting, go on Twitter. After voting, someone anymore. was like, I'm being repressed. And then I was like, come see the violence inherent <laughs> in the system. Uh, it's Monty Python and Holy Grail. No, I've seen it once. Where? You, oh, you like reply tweeted it? I reply tweeted it on that tweet. Yeah. So I was oh, like, okay. I'm being repressed. And I was like, come see the violent inherent in the system. Um, Always guess Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, let me think of one. This one's real easy, I think. Um, and what would be the scientific purpose of killing it? Revenge. Jurassic Park. Mm-mm. The fly. What would be the scientific purpose of killing it? Revenge. The revenge part is for sure. I'm not sure the, f- the exact thing. phrasing on the first part. Might be hunting it. Mimic. No, like one person in the audience is like, what, what? And what would be the scientific purpose in killing it? Uh, and, then, and then he leans forward and he just goes, "Oh, oh, revenge! Oh, it's life aquatic." Yeah. Steve Z, it's when yeah. it's the Aquato. the jaguar oh, shark. Yeah, yeah the jaguar shark. Oh, yeah, man. they might say of killing the shark. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, uh, you got one. We're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah seven. Gonna, that's going to be... Uh, you got it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A lot of boating in a seven. A lot of boating. Eight-legged freaks. Yeah. Is, uh... I watched us three days Who's ago. Who's the main guy in Eight-Legged Freaks? It's like Arquette. Is it, it David Arquette? David Arquette? Is it David Arquette? I don't think it is, with dude. A, with a moustache. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but Jaws, though, for real. Jaws. Um, that holds ride? up. Yeah. Oh my god! That ride's not there anymore at uh, Universal Studios, is it? Florida? I don't, know, it's I don't remember. I don't think it is. Now they're getting rid of Jurassic Park and making it Jurassic World. They're reskinning it, yeah. Jurassic Dude, that Jurassic World, World Evolution game looks good. Comes Doesn't, out on Tuesday. I haven't, Tubes, I haven't I looked think. at it yet. It's like a park management game, but uh, like you can get down in there with the monsters yep. and stuff, and like or the dinosaurs, and like things don't have to go wrong. I think. Yeah. Don's very a, excited. Talk yeah, to Don make, about it. Oh, it's like is. the Sims. But Jurassic Park. Yeah. 
Can you just like hit, press a button and be like, go wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. probably. Like you open just, the gates? Yeah, or like you could probably just like turn off the fences and see what happens. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Pull a Nedry. <laughs> well, Nedry said the system would go down for a few minutes. Will Nedry be referenced? Yes. In Fallen Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> Nedry will be in Fallen Kingdom. Like his relative. His like, his little gif will be on a computer in the background of the uh uh uh. uh. Please! I hate this hacker crap. Anyway, uh, thank you, co host Michelle Hubay. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, thanks yeah. for having me. Ultra special guest. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was fantastic. I could talk about Wes Anderson all day. I will come back if you want me to. All right. Um, Wes Anderson part two next month. No, we don't have time. We can't. Don't have, can't don't have enough material. <laughs> we, we plumbed the depths here yeah. this month. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much for being on. Well, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to throw out there? Mm-hmm. Um, the only, I mean, later in a few months, Untitled Funhouse Rooster Teeth sketch show will come out. So you could follow me for updates on that. You're like the main main guy on we, that. We, I'm right? one of the, yes, one of the main guys. The main dude. Um. <laughs> it's it's been fun, but that we don't have announcement dates or anything. But I am excited for it, and yeah, I don't I don't have anything else worth plugging. That's great. That's enough. <laughs> That's One enough. thing is fine. That's yeah. enough. What about One, your E3 coverage? Yeah, yeah, we do that fun youtube.com slash funhouse. But but watch us though. Yeah, watch yeah. Us. I, I, things I didn't want. I didn't want to be like, or maybe dual. Mo- I, yeah, I, yeah, dual stream it. <laughs> If you want to watch the same stuff but with drunk people, yeah, watch us. <laughs> it's watch <good> us. <laughs> yeah. When does this go up? This uh, for patrons in the seven dollar and up tier, they will get it tonight as soon oh, as it's wow. as soon as it's done, and then uh, it goes public on Frytog in the morning. Okay. Wow, I thought this was a lot faster than, than I thought it would be. Second Friday of every month is when it goes public, um, and the shows I do, uh, the early tiers just get them when they're ready. So sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's an hour. <laughs> you know, you just gotta do. Do what they you have to finish do. the edit themselves? Like yeah, they want yeah, the yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll live stream it to yeah. them as I'm cutting it. I'm not gonna do that. That was a joke. No. Um, but yeah, we could. We could. We have the technology. I could kind of private who streaming yeah, is still cares? like really weird. And Stop dumb. bugging us. Stop bugging. <laughs> Stop screaming at Huber. He's married. Don't now. He's married that. now. He doesn't have time for live streaming. Keep screaming. E3, there's going to be a lot of screaming. Oh, it's oh, going to be man. nonstop screaming. Yeah. Huber, what are you most excited for? Resident Evil 2. Remake. That's a, the remake. That's a great thing to be excited that's the for. One. <laughs> You're like, that. Mm, it is. Great. No, oh, it yeah, is. No, that's good. Did you guys go to the Kingdom Hearts preview? They, they did. They did. Uh, oh. Brad and Ben. Wow. And I'm super did. excited for that. You were there? I went. They, and their expectations were sky high, and uh, they said they were even surpassed. It was great. Now they're like in yeah. space. Yeah. With it was their great. Expectations, and they're going. I hope they're not let down. I don't think they're going to be let down. Uh, that that the trailer we last night we did an E3 trailer hype fest where we showed trailers for games that we're hyped about, and I'd never really seen too much of Kingdom Hearts three, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this actually looks really good. Some callbacks, Some callback. like really pushing the end of it. Yeah. So, hype. Organization thirteen. Xehanort. Good organization. Xehanort. Evil Xehanort. Good Xehanort. Roxas. Nobody. Sora. Everybody. Xehanort's nobody. <laughs> Roxas is everybody. Yeah. Ben Moore put it best. 
the more games you play in the Kingdom Hearts franchise, the more confused you'll be about yeah. a story. Right. The like, less you'll the know. The less you know. Yeah. It's like whatever that the Dunning-Kruger effect. Like, the more you know, the more you realize you're ignorant, so you yeah. actually admit to not being an expert, even though you are. But, like, if you're a moron, you're like, I know everything about that damn yeah. story. Um, yeah, Kingdom Hearts. I've played all of them except, like, one of them. I know nothing. Yeah. I cut the, <laughs> I cut the timeline, and I'm like, yeah. ah. I know the names. I know the order yeah. that they go in, kind of. They keep releasing, like, 2.8 dot prequel prelude subsequent finale. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell kind of title like, is that? Let's be real. I'm, I'm here for Pocahontas. Like, yeah. Oh, we all are. We need to music. learn to paint with all the colors of the wind. Yo, favorite Disney soundtrack? I do. I love Colors of the Wind. Oh, Michael Bolton went in Hercules. I'm not a fan of Hercules. Bolton? I'm not Bruce a fan of Hercules, but when Michael Bolton sings, you know, I'll go the distance. Oh, good I'm like, one. Doesn't yeah. that woman sing it the first time? Or no? I don't know. He sings it. Um, yeah, man, That's yeah, a great I song. Mean, I mean, oh, no, Lion King. Music. I mean, be uh, prepared. That's a good one. Aladdin. Apparently they're not oh, doing that in the live action. That's bullshit. That is be, pre- be prepared is a great song. I really like... Uh, I like the Beauty and the Beast ones. I really love Forevermore from the live-action Beauty and the Beast. I know Jones doesn't like it because there's a different song there in the musical, but I'm like, hey, I like mm-hmm. it. Dan Stevens, Legion. Pitch shifted down a couple of steps. Downton <laughs> Abbey. Downton Abbey. Matthew. Good show. Scott. Looks like Scott. Army Hammer. Kind of does. Scott. The Guest. The Guest. Yeah, the Guest. Very fucking oh, weird. Movie. The Guest. Great movie. Though. The Guest is like, I like I'm like, it. what is the tone of this movie? <laughs> anyway... Whatever. Patreon.com slash Easy Allies. Thank you for your support. Check it out. YouTube.com. Funhouse. Thanks for having me, guys. This is a blast. Funhouse. 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 Thank you so much, Elise oh, Willems. Thanks it's for having great me. To see yeah. you. This great is to have a you blast. I don't want it to end. I like, keep stretching yeah, I out. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, Elise, stay here with yeah. us. We can get food. All right. Let's go get food. I see got, ya. I see ya, Fat Burger. <laughs> <laughs>